world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Hi, from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Show five, five, zero, Sandy. Wow. 550 weeks with you, you some bitch. I know, isn't it? Unbelievable. So I shot a couple of videos uh, with Alec Baldwin, the murderous liar, and they went went viral. And after the show, I'm being interviewed by Newsmax and a few other um, agencies. So Baldwin, in a teary-eyed interview as an actor, obviously, said that he didn't pull the trigger of the gun and he's not responsible for her death. Oh, no, the trigger just pulled itself, I guess. So, a couple of things. So, it was a single-action gun. Mm. Obviously, it was a real (laughs) gun because it shot a forty-five long colt through two people. Yeah, exactly. But the interesting is, is a lot of our listeners, so I made the two videos up and I posted them all over social media, is the way a single-action works is if the hammer is down and you squeeze the trigger, nothing, nothing happens. You have to cock the hammer. So, the first click when you're cocking the hammer is a half cock. That's that old term. He's going to go off half cock. Go off half cock. Yep. Uh, and then the second detent, the hammer's fully cocked back. And then when you depress the trigger, which is very light, like a half pound to a pound pressure, the gun will fire. And then to get it to fire again, you pull the hammer back two clicks and you squeeze the trigger. So he's saying that he did not squeeze the trigger. He is saying he cocked the hammer and the gun fired. Well, numbnuts. If your finger is on the trigger and you cock the hammer to the second detent and release the hammer with your thumb, the gun will go off. Anybody here has watched old cowboy movies where they wear a glove and they fan the gun? Mm. So the fanning the gun, if I'm right-handed, I have the single-action revolver in my right hand. I have my finger on the trigger and I fan back towards me. I fan the hammer back, and the gun fires with every fanning motion, okay? So Baldwin obviously had his finger on the trigger because he knows zero about gun safety rules. The only thing he knows about guns is how to ban them. Yeah, exactly right. All right, because we're all we're all ignorant, you know? Uh, and so that's, <laughs> that's the, uh, the situation here. So he's trying to say he did not. He did not have anything to do with her death, and he doesn't feel responsible for her death. Now, the sheriff who's investigating already said he's not buying it. So I know exactly what Baldwin did. He picked the gun up. Like a, Whenever you give a gun to a newbie, when they pick it up, their finger goes right on the trigger. Yeah, exactly. Right. All right? It just fits. So some he, he, he doesn't know anything about guns. He's ignorant. He doesn't want to learn. So when he picked that revolver up, or he was handing that that single-action revolver up, his finger was on a trigger. Then he cocked the hammer, and when he let it go, the bullet went through. So I'm terming a phrase now. We had ghost guns. Alec Baldwin had a ghost trigger. 
<laughs> okay? Almost like Casper the ghost. Right. All right? Yeah. So he's definitely going to try to uh, get out of this. And again, those big tears and everything. Um, get ready for the lawsuits, Alec. I hope everybody who got wounded and murdered and their family sue the living shit out of you. It is One. just so ridiculous because, like you said, they don't take the time to learn anything about gun safety. And, and I can't count how many uh, times you have trained <clears throat> Hollywood people and have trained people coming from television and Hollywood, the Sopranos, and on and on and on, on how to handle firearms safely. And to the arrogance of this individual who thinks he knows everything, and then the, the, the buffoon that they hire as, a, as an armorer, uh, this all led to the, that, that woman's death and to the injuries on the set. Simple you know, things. You know what else is bad optics? Five days after murdering this mother to be seen with your Starbucks cup walking out of Polo Ralph Lauren in Vermont. Yeah, exactly. That's not good optics either. No, it's really Okay, and, and jet-setting around with your wife and your kids and your right. Starbucks cups. This is all a bunch of bullshit. He could give a shit. He murdered somebody. You know, but of course it's the gun owner's fault and it's the NRA's fault because, you know, that's, that's how it works, right? right? We, they always find a way to blame us. So on the other aspect, you know, we had this... Uh, shooting at oxford high school and uh tragic four kids are dead so far and at least eight under others are wounded and it was a 15 year old kid who was the shooter and uh there's a lot of lessons that we've learned over and over and over and over again in our society the first lesson is there were signals that something was wrong with this kid he was also bullied yeah. there was uh teachers had put issued warnings about him the morning of the shooting uh, they had a conference with his parents but the principal deemed it okay for him to go back into school and we they haven't released what he was threatening or posting or anything but on Saturday, on Friday, the kid's father bought a brand new Glock 19. On Saturday, this 15-year-old murderer posted a picture holding the Glock 19 and said, my new gun, if you have any questions, ask away. My new gun. He's 15 years old. This is his new gun. He posted a picture of it in his hand. Well, while his parents were having this online conference, this kid was sitting in the classroom with that gun on him. And a few hours after the parents had the conference, he decides to shoot up the school and murder his classmates and traumatize, traumatize people for life. And, uh, of course, you know, we're going to blame the gun manufacturers and we're going to blame the gun and we're going to blame everything but the system that's failed us. We're not going to blame the negligent parents leaving uh, loaded firearms or firearms in general accessible to unauthorized persons. Now, Michigan doesn't have the same law in New Jersey where it's a felony to leave a, a, a firearm accessible to an unauthorized person. But does there need to be a law for this? Does there need to be a law that your right. gun should not be accessible to children and unauthorized persons? Yeah, exactly. Right? There, there doesn't need to be a law. So this kid did this. The father should be tried for murder. Right. The right. father should be tried for murder. Right. Now, now there's some lessons to learn here. 
years ago, kids were told to run and cower, right? Remember shelter in place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now we find one kid who was a high school, college standout rushed the nut. He rushed this kid and lost his life, but he prevented other people from being killed. And now they want to name the high school after this kid because he was such a hero. But he took it upon himself to rush him, and it's sad that he had lost his life. Yeah. But what did we learn here? There was kids videotaping themselves barricaded in the room, posting it on TikTok. So the first tip we should teach, if you, if you read my book, is oh my when you're in a firefight, you shouldn't mm. be videotaping. Yeah. Mm. Okay? When you're in a, see, because this is because young kids today don't know the difference between fantasy and reality. You're absolutely right. All right, we're, we're, we are seconds away from being yeah. slaughtered, right. and I'm going to videotape yeah, and it. And your first thought is to videotape it and post it on freaking social media. Okay, but now yeah. the, the, the learning process, I watch these videotapes the a couple of times. Oh, my God, because everything is a fantasy world. Everything is in a movie screen. Everything is in a theater. Everything is TikTok where nobody's house is dirty. Nobody washes clothes. Nobody goes food shopping. Nobody poops yeah. and wipes their asses. That's you don't right. see any of that. Yeah. All you see is the good stuff. Happy, when happy, you, happy. When you see this scantily clad girl dancing, which I still don't understand the concept of this, right. if, she was <laughs> to pan, if she was to pan that camera around the room, we would all be aghast of what her house probably looks like. <laughs> exactly. She's okay. been all day long putting on her makeup and scantily clad, whatever. <laughs> I still, yeah, I don't get the concept of it. What's, what's, you know, or, or looking down her blouse or whatever. I don't, what is the purpose of any of this? I, I just... <laughs> So, what but is the she only, selling? Uh, she's looking to become an influencer so she yeah. gets free shit, right. and then she does brand product placements or whatever. And, of course, I told you, we had one time this girl came in with two guys. She goes, I'm an Instagram influencer. Can we shoot free? I'll post you and tag you online. I said, how many followers do you have? She said 7,000. I said, I have 25,000. <laughs> I have 7,000 You have 7,000 followers for shaking your flat ass. Listen, you want to know something? If you had 7 million followers, I'll let you shoot for free if you tag me in the post and you shoot video in here. But for 7,000, you're not, you're not even getting a free target. Exactly. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Seriously. Here's so, a blank piece of copy paper. <laughs> shoot that. There's your free target. I'll, so draw, listen. I'll draw a spot on it. So in the old days, kids would run and cower. I was watching this video, and these kids barricaded the door as they were taught because they have active shooter drills now in most schools, okay? So they knew to barricade the door. They knew to stay away from the door because bullets could come through the door. And these kids were like, we grabbed calculators. We grabbed scissors. We grabbed books. We grabbed anything we could in case he came through the door. My God, this is the best, okay? Because you want to you want to rush the nut. You want to disrupt them if possible. Because the typical mindset is, I'm going to start shooting. Everyone's going to run, and I'm going to shoot them like people like shooting fish in a barrel. The the active shooters, if they were to face entire classrooms and schools rushing and running towards them, we would see active shooters on soft targets greatly diminish. Right. Because they would have to find a new tact. Just like we don't see, you know, planes getting hijacked the way they were uh, before September 11th. All right, yeah, yeah, the the game the game plan changed, the rules changed. It's just nice to see the the kids learning from that. 
and and wanting to fight back and sad at the same time of course sad at the same time because this probably 100% could have been averted all right if the signals were listened to but because of political correctness we can't act on these signals uh, right what has happened I, look i sound like my father now but what the hell has happened to society i remember taking a 22 rifle to school and putting it in my locker so we could go shoot at the at the sand pits after school and having my friend's father who was um, you know, a sergeant, but later the chief of police come to drive us to the sand pits so we could take our twenty two rifle and shoot. And and I never once thought about shooting up the school. I mean, what the hell has happened to society? What, what, what are we doing wrong? Why doesn't anyone ask these questions? Because that doesn't have the shock value. Okay, so now one thing we can give Murphy credit for, he's not a liar, right? Everything he ever says he's going to yep. do, he That's says right. he's going to do, he does. That's right. So he's back now. Mm-hmm. And he said he was going to push for gun control 3.0. Yep. And uh, he had a press conference the other day for, guess what, gun control 3.0. And, you know, uh, he was surrounded by Mom's Demand and uh, Bloomberg people because, you know, that this is who he's, he's catering to. Now, he... he basically won by less than two percentage points and he's not listening to the people he doesn't care because he's looking to be run for president probably in a couple of years so he has to pander to his base his radical base and a lot of it is the gun control people so the uninformed here's a man who literally slaughtered tens of thousands of old people because yes. of his policies. Yes. And no one in New Jersey, the idiot electorate in New Jersey, idiot electorate in New Jersey, voted this piece of garbage back again. So you got what you, you, got what you voted for, you clowns. But here's the funny thing. At the beginning of his press conference, Murphy spoke about the upcoming Supreme Court decision. In the Bruin case, which is going to allow concealed carry and allow states like New Jersey to push for concealed carry, he basically said he was pushing these laws as a first salvo for the law for for the Supreme Court ruling. Like, in other words, he's going to punish us because the Supreme Mm -hmm. Court is going to give us some of our rights back, and he can't have this. So he's going to push all of this to make it harder for us. And, and you know, it's funny. Every, the only thing in his press conference was missing. None of these proposals had the words during the act or commission of a crime no. in any of no. the language. No, because they don't care about any of that. It, had nothing, it has nothing to do with criminals. No. So one of the things, we just talked about rushing the nut in Michigan. One of the eight tenants that he spoke about, this was the second to the last one, but I'm going to use it as the first one. They want to change and limit the active shooter drills in schools because it's traumatizing kids. <laughs> okay, let's make them fish in a barrel now. So let's not train them. No. Let's put our head in our ass or in the sand and let's not train them and let's pretend it doesn't happen. And this way they won't be traumatized, but it'll be easier for them to be murdered. This is what an asshole he is. Yeah. 
All right. So the next one is funny because we just had a lawsuit yesterday in Idaho that the Supreme Court knocked down. He wants to amend the state's public nuisance laws to prohibit the gun industry from endangering the safety or health of the public through its sale, manufacturing, importing or marketing of guns. Okay, so he wants New Jersey and us and and victims to be able to sue the gun manufacturers. This will be the third or fourth time where the Supreme Court says, you can't sue the gun manufacturer like you can't sue Ford if the guy was driving a Ford and he ran through a parade uh, and killed eight people. Yeah, right. Even though CNN says a car mowed down numerous people and killed eight, okay, right. at a parade. A right. car, not a person. All right, so what's happening is this is just, again, pandering. This is also trying to to bankrupt the gun manufacturers. The gun manufacturers are not liable for something that is used or misused, period. Okay, you ready? This is another one. Man, mandate firearms manufacturers within a year to incorporate micro-stamping technology. The technology is still doesn't exist, still is not perfected. So, again, this is just posturing. The next requirement, require ammo manufacturers and dealers to keep a detailed electronic record of sales and report them to the state police. We keep a detailed record. Ask me, Sandy, when's the last time the state police requested any of my records on ammo sales? Oh, like monthly? Never. Oh. oh. Never. You're kidding. Never. Really? Oh, my goodness. The next one is, I don't know who taught him about this loophole, but require gun owners who move to New Jersey to obtain a firearms ID card and register their guns within 30 days. The way the law reads now is if you live in Tennessee and you own four guns and you move to New Jersey, you do not have to register those guns. It's right. voluntary. Right. Someone let Murphy know about this, so now it's bothering him and he wants them registered. <laughs> The next one. Yeah, but here's the thing. We have people still waiting how long to get a firearms ID card? Years. Right. So they're waiting years, and, and they have to, by law, uh, register their guns in 30 days. And as Loretta Weinberg famously said, we'll just arrest them and let the courts uh, sort it out. Exactly. The next one. <laughs> Ban weapons of fifty caliber. So, yeah, wait, or, does, wait does, I'm sorry. Does MS thirteen have to, uh, to to register their guns now that they're importing in? Or, or is no? Yeah. Oh yeah. This uh, none of this was directed at criminals. This was all directed at you and me, the law abiding third tier, the tax paying citizens. Yep. He's going to ban weapons of fifty caliber or greater because so many crimes are committed with the six thousand fifty caliber weapons that are owned throughout the state of New Jersey. Because this is not an infringement of the Second Amendment, he says all the time. But we're going to ban the guns that you legally purchased, just like your 10-round magazines. And by the way, we're doing all this because we know the Supreme Court is going to whack our PP. So we're going to do whatever we can to counteract it because we're a petulant little crying bitch. Well, you know, uh, in his defense, there are all those armed robberies at 7-Elevens that ha happen with Barrett 50 caliber. I'll tell you something. If somebody walks in 7-Eleven and I'm a clerk and they got a 50 BMG under the shoulder, they could have anything they want. Right. Here's the keys to the store. 
You want me to help okay. you carry that out? The, key, the keys to the store. <laughs> I'd be like, you know, we could set a tripod up on the roof. I'm sure, that'd be fine for you. I'd man. be like, how about we shoot through the ice machine out right. front and we put a propane tank inside of it? Yeah, just for shits and giggles. Yeah, yeah. but that's another story. That so he's going to ban 50 caliber, again, grandstanding. This is another one. Uh, require gun owners in the state uh, uh, to store firearms in a lockbox are safe, right? Because we could legislate stupidity, right? right? Right. We could legislate, all right, you could put a law in the books, your guns have to be locked up. So who enforces this? Does someone knock on your door to make sure that your guns are locked and in a safe? How does this work? Yeah, exactly right. How does anybody know how your guns are? Are they going to start doing no-knock raids to see if your guns are locked up? Are they going to look through the folder and go, oh, Anthony Calandro, he owns 86 guns. He must have a big-ass safe. Let's go do a no-knock and make sure that they're all stored properly. Oh, look, he's got one on his nightstand, even though he lives alone or blah, 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 whatever. I, I don't know how this is going to be enforced. Or it's scary. Does it happen where someone dials 911 because somebody else in the house can't breathe? And as the police respond, they happen to see that the gun safe is not locked or the firearm is such and such. And, and it gives them one more chick, uh, one more tick in the box to check off to arrest you. Oh, by the way, when you're out of intensive care, uh, here's a subpoena, uh, you know, for your arrest. You know, and Governor Jackass says, the majority of gun owners in New Jersey agree with all of these proposals. What? Really? Has he spoken to any of us? No. Why weren't we allowed in any of this? By the way, another $12 million uh, as part of this proposal is going to Rutgers to study gun violence. Of course. That's so, what it's always about. Some do-nothing academic Who's going to get a whole big chunk of freaking money over this? This is more classism. This is more ways of preventing lower income people from getting guns. This is also making it more ambiguous to get guns and more scary so less and less people would get guns. But if I was Murphy, I'd look at the statistics at gun ownership over the past two years and maybe he should, you know, between going to the dentist and getting those things cleaned in his mouth, he probably <laughs> should take a look at the statistics. Now, the last proposal modernize firearm ID cards and require people to complete a firearm safety course to obtain a permit to buy a gun or receive an FID card in New Jersey. Well, Governor, I have, uh, listen, I, I advocate training. Everybody should train, 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 and learn. But to exercise your right to possess firearms, you do not need a safety course. And this if, is coming from the person who does more NRA training than anyone else. Is it still the Boy Scouts? We still purchase more NRA training materials, yes, than anyone else except the Boy Scouts of whatever it's called, the Scouts of America. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the Boy Scouts it's anymore. The Boy it's the Scouts. Scouts of America. Yes, yeah. we are still the largest purchaser of training materials. But, but listen, we're talking about possessing a gun. We're not talking about right. carrying a gun. Right. We're talking about possessing a gun. If your uncle passes away and leaves you three guns... And you want to keep them. If they're, if they're relics from World War II, you should not have to take a safety course to exercise your right. This is not a privilege like a driver's license. This is a constitutional right. This will lose in court. No other state requires a safety course to possess firearms. It is analogous to having to take a reading course or a reading <laughs> test in order to purchase a Bible, a Torah, or 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 or, uh, or any or a Quran or any any book 
of of uh, faith. Or steal this book by Abby Hoffman. Or steal this book by Abby Hoffman. Yes, yeah. or Crime Proof by Anthony yeah. Calandro. Or to take a speaking course uh, in order to get up and make a protest speech in the town square. Oh, I thought you were going to say to be a member of the press. Oh, no, well, no, they're there. Forget that. So you, don't you have see to have uh, any training whatsoever for that. Cuomo's on uh, leave for a long time now. Mm. Uh, he, him, and uh, the woman who's head of communications of Facebook, um, Melissa DeRose and, and Zell, something else. They, they were all in cahoots, New York's first family, yep. and they were all helping uh, Harpo Cuomo. Yep. Um, they were helping him during this whole thing, making sure that the women that were sexually abused by him were uh, outed and doxed and embarrassed. Well, and that's everything a democratic else. operative yes. thing, isn't it? Correct. Well, it's not only the Democratic Party and the the permanent um, bureaucracy in D.C. and the Democrats are all bundled together first tier. And then the illegals and criminals are second tier. And we, the law-abiding, taxpaying citizens, are all the way down in the uh, third tier. So the dirty hippie Jack Dorsey resigned as uh, CEO of Twitter, by the way. Except you're going to probably be longing the days for Jack to come back once you see what the hell this clown is going to do. Parag Argawal will replace Jack Dorsey. He replaced him already. This is a man who absolutely loathes the First Amendment. Uh, Yes. And you know what? I'm not on Twitter anymore. I was banned with my 70,000 followers, so I could give a shit about about Twitter. Twitter is basically just blue checkmark liberals uh, talking the same crap over and over again in their own myopic view. You know, and this is just the way it goes. Like, people don't even know. Like, these idiots on, like, The View, uh, (laughs) they said said that the First and Second Amendment need tweaking. Need tweaking? Oh, yeah. 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 You know, uh, they say that we need the seconds due for a change since Thomas Jefferson had no clue the future would feature futuristic firearms. Oh, no, no, no way. He had no idea. He figured we would go to slingshots and and bows and arrows. A muzzle loader was the assault weapon of Of its day. day. Okay. So, yeah. So they're saying, uh, you know, you know, you're smart not to, you know, when the founding fathers were busy with the amendments, the first and second. Amendment did not have ARs in there, weapons of war, and they didn't have Twitter. Oh, so see, because oh, of Twitter. But you could own a cannon. Yeah. But because of Twitter, mm. we need to tweak the First Amendment. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, this is Joy Bear. We need to we need to tweak a the comedian. First and Second Amendment. Okay. Yeah. A shitty yeah. comedian. You want to talk about idiots living in a myopic world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean <sighs> anyway. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's really bad. So Murphy, they plan on voting on all of these bills before January 11th under the lame duck session. This, because here's what I believe is going to happen. Steve Sweeney's out, but he's still in until January 11th. So I think, because Steve Sweeney's been holding all of this stuff for four years, I think Murphy said to Steve Sweeney, listen, you and the Speaker of the Assembly, Coughlin, if you pass all of these bills into law, I will endorse you for governor in four years, Steve. This is what I think. Mm. All right? I think I'm right. So, Sweeney, there's a good chance that all of these uh, eight things are going to pass, ladies and gentlemen. So get ready for the lawsuits. He's got a hair up his ass uh, over gun owners anyway ever since the recall Sweeney 
uh, yes. Uh, so attempt failed. I would make sure that you support NRA, ANGRPC, FPC, CNJFO, and NJ2AS yeah. because we're going to need all the organizations because it's going to start in January. <sighs> big time. Okay. Big, big, big time. And uh, see, this is the stuff that um, uh, Murphy doesn't pay attention to. On Black Friday, there was 187,000 NYX checks, which beat the record from 2020. Wow. Okay, broke a new record. For the entire week, are you ready? 687,000 background <laughs> checks for the whole week. All right? Wow. It will be it's it's shaping up to be the second strongest year for firearm sales on record, second only to 2020's record breaking number of 21 million background checks. Okay? So we're talking about records being broken here. And you know, Murphy and Moms Demand and Bloomberg, they see this. So what they want to do is they want to scare us over and over and over again so that we don't get guns, that we're afraid to get guns, so that the lesser educated people and blue collar and working class people and single moms and minorities, again, I'm going to bundle it all into classism, they don't want you to get a gun. They want it to be confusing. They want it to be unaffordable. They want you to be scared shit, okay, and to stay away from it. But it's not going to work. Eventually, we will prevail, and the Supreme Court is going to be the first start. Can't fool me, you said, little man. 
Marty's V-Burger, martysvburger.com. Marty brought me a holiday wrap, and Tracy and I split it, and it was supposed to emulate like a turkey dinner in a wrap, and yeah. it did a really good job of emulating <laughs> it. And I didn't feel bloated like I want to die, so I want to thank Marty and his wife for dropping that off, martysvburger.com. John Petrolino's book, Decoding Firearms, is available on Amazon, and we still have about 10 copies here at the range. I'll be ordering more soon. Please check it out. Uh, the Coalition of New Jersey Firearms Owners will be having a Youth Range Day here on Sunday, March 27th. I'm already getting people reaching out to me. My buddy Gabriel the Carpenter, they're donating 22 ammunition uh, for this. If anybody wants to donate ammo, gift cards, gifts, or anything else, uh, it's coming up March 27th, so save the date, please. Toys for Tots. we got three more weeks or so of Toys for Tots. We filled a bunch of boxes already. Please send unwrapped gifts here. Gifts here. You can order them online, send them directly to the range, or drop them off. You know, Pay it forward, people, ladies and gentlemen. Excuse me, I had to wet my whistle. Nice. So this week I spoke at the Lake Island Junior Rifle Club in yes. Carteret. Mm -hmm. they only been around since like 1932 or something, yeah, Sandy. Place. You guys can Google Lake Island Junior Rifle Club. Nice little range, uh, 10 ports, 25 yards in Carteret and uh, right off the turnpike. And it's a junior rifle club. They're always looking for members who wish to learn and develop their target shooting skills. Um, they participate in all NRA and DCM qualification programs. They also allow center fire, and you can shoot handgun, just no magnum ammo or anything, no rifle calibers except 22 LR. And it's not just uh, for kids. There's plenty of adults there. I spoke. Uh, my buddy uh, Tony Gallo invited me down. I got some free cigars, and I got to meet a lot of people who follow uh, Gun for Hire, the quarantine crawl, and everything else. So uh, I was really impressed. So check out Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Club. I'm going to be pushing them all the time. Sandy, we have a new sponsor. So um, I don't know if a lot of you know it, but I have a doctor, Dr. Joseph Sambatero. And uh, it's basically what we call, are you familiar with concierge medicine, Sandy? I am. So he's concierge medicine, and the doc, his website is OptimalHealthWellnessNJ.com. OptimalHealthWellnessNJ.com. So I pay a very small monthly fee with his doctor, and I have access to him 24-7, and he will never have more than 250 patients and be available 24-7. I'm having knee surgery December 17th. He comes to my office, he checks my blood pressure, he checks my uh, heart, he does an EKG, gives me a small physical, no finger in the coolie this time, <laughs> and uh, gives me a prescription for my blood work and my chest x-ray so I can get cleared for the surgery. Goes over my medications with me, goes over my health options with me, and uh, I don't have to wait in a waiting room. And for listeners like Walter Haas and so many other people out there, this is the way you want to do it, all right? He gets it's kind of the way of the future. Right, all right? So we're talking about house calls. We're talking about telehealth. We're talking about text messaging. Um, you know, it's direct care. He becomes a member of your family. And Dr. Joe is, you know, he grew up school of hard knocks. 
and he's extremely educated, and he's a great, great guy. When I had that little thing with my ticker, I went to Hackensack. He was there twice a day following up and everything. So, uh, I mean, I can't stress this more. Optimal Health and Wellness NJ, Dr. Joe Sambataro. Tell him Gun for Hire uh, sent you. Dr. Joe is great. We're going to be talking about him every week from now on. He's got a great website. You can go on and, and check it out. But, you know, the last time he was here, not for the physical one, the last time he was here before that, was we spent two hours together, Sandy. He goes over all of my prescriptions. He talks about different options. Like uh, I've always been pre-diabetic, you know, like 5'7". Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, we're going to have to address this because you, as you get older, your cells can only produce so much. You know, like not normal stuff. You know, he says the zero is an important thing. He goes, for doctors to make money with an office, you got to have 2,500 patients, right? Right. A minimum. 2,500 right. patients, it's revolving door like our criminal justice system. Right. He, he says, if you remove that one of those zeros and you have 250 patients, he goes, it's a game changer. Yes. Absolutely. You can spend time. You can know your patients. Yep. You can understand what's going on. So I've been a, a patient of Dr. Joe's for about a year and a half now, and now he's ready to fully roll roll it out and take on some more patients. So check out Optimal Health and Wellness NJ. Uh, com and uh, tell Dr. Joe I sent you and let me know what you think ladies and gentlemen when you talk to him and you hear what he has to say and how he has to say it you're going to be like wow I should have done this a long time ago it truly is the way of the future you know because the way uh, healthcare today is come uh, is pretty much commoditized and yes hospitals are buying up uh, everything that they can there's only a couple of hospitals really in the state of New Jersey anymore they've bought up all the other small hospitals, they're buying up doctor's practices. Many of my friends have sold out their practices because they just cannot afford to keep their practices open, especially in specialties like oncology and, and, and cardiology, places like that, um, the, especially oncology, that the costs are astronomical. So they have to sell out, and now they're, you know, they're controlled by a bunch of suits with clipboards. And um, if you want personal care, um, the trend right now is toward concierge medicine and has been for quite some time. I, I applaud uh, Dr. Joe. Dr. Joe. Well, all my listeners out there that are interested in this, you better contact him because when he hits 250, he's cutting it off. Yeah, exactly. You have to. That's the nature of the beast. You have to do it. Yeah, otherwise. 250, he's cutting it off. He says after 250, waiting list. Right. Sandy, this is a great email. So I go through, you know, Crime Proof. We ship, a t we ship a ton of books from Amazon and directly from here with a signature and uh, also Kindle downloads and I, I, I'm going through the orders, and I noticed one order uh, for like two weeks, the Postal Service, it says, in transit, from New Jersey to New Jersey. So you know what that means, yeah, right? right? Some some postal guy is reading it at home. Yeah, exactly right. So I email Art M, and I said, Art, I think they lost this shipment. I'm sending you a new one. Here's tracking. So this is his email. Anthony, yesterday I received the replacement book you shipped. Still no sign of the original shipment. Nope. One, a postman somewhere is reading it, Art. It arrived in perfect condition. Thank you for proactively following up on the original shipment and sending the replacement. Moreover, thank you for all you do in support of our 2A rights. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and your family. Regards, Art. P.S. I continue to waste a perfectly good hour every Sunday for me, eight years and counting. Well, Art, I just gave you a shout-out on the show. You see, gun people truly are the best people. And, yes, my OCD, I'm like, I have to check the orders and see where they are. And I, I scroll through, and I'll see in transit, transit, transit. And then 
I'm like, wait a minute. This one's all the way on page 36. It's been in transit since June. I don't think it's ever going to get there. But that's why we're the best. So the Ninth Circus Court of Appeals upheld a state ban on magazines that hold more than 10 rounds in a 7-4 vote. In the appeals court ruling, Judge Susan Garber rejected the argument of gun rights groups that the state law, first passed in 2000 and strengthened in 16, violated the core right of California gun owners' self-defense. Well, let me tell you something. George O. sent me an email about this, too, because he's not surprised. But listen, the Supreme Court is coming, ladies and gentlemen. Our 10-round mag case is being held at the Supreme Court right now. Firearms Policy um, Coalition, which I'm a member of and a donor, issued the following statement with this and say, Today's misguided decision makes it crystal clear that the Ninth Circuit will not respect the Constitution until the Supreme Court requires it to. Rather than following the binding court's decision in Heller and McDonald, the Court of Appeals again used legal gamesmanship to avoid the constitutionality required result just as it has for over a decade. The Supreme Court must make it clear in its upcoming Second Amendment opinion opinion that the bizarre world subversion, obstruction, and avoidance doctrines employed by hostile judges, as the Ninth Circuit did in this case, cannot continue. That has been and remains a focus of FPC law program. We know it. Listen, they're playing games. We need that ruling for the Bruin case to come down with strict scrutiny, and we need to put these judges back in their place. This is bullshit. All right? Thomas is right. We have to stop kicking the Second Amendment can down the road. Yep. Enough already. You know, you talk about hypocrisy with the left in the first tier. We have a candidate in New York uh, that's running uh, for governor. This guy has been on Fox News a couple of times, and he's funny. His name is Jumani Williams, right? And he's a defund the police guy, 100%. You know where he lives, Sandy? He lives in Fort Hamilton, U.S. Army garrison in Brooklyn. Every year, they have a couple of housing units that they rent out to civilians because he's not in the military. Right. And, of course, you'll never get one of these townhouses unless you know somebody. Yes, exactly. Right? So him, as a politician from the New York Council, he knew somebody, and he got one of these apartments, and he it's protected. Fort <laughs> Hamilton is protected 24-7 24 right? by the military <laughs> exactly. with armed military at the gates to That's get right. in and out. Yeah. And he lives – listen, he lives here. There's only 228 <laughs> townhouses, and 15% of them are allowed to be occupied by civilians, all right? And most New Yorkers are unaware of that this is allowed. This is a little unknown yeah, secret. Yeah, this is one of those that you got to get somebody to get. Yeah. So he has a view of the Verrazano Narrows. He has free parking, <laughs> swimming pool, dry cleaner, gas station, barbershop, bowling alley, and various chain you restaurants. You can shop such at the BX, as- too? Yes, and he has various chain restaurants such as Einstein Bagels. He has historic cannons, World War II artillery, a playground, et cetera, et cetera. So he lived here for a reduced rate, protected 24-7, him and his family, and he wants to abolish the police. Of course. Okay, I love the hypocrisy, but I love when the hypocrisy comes out. But unfortunately, we only read it in the same uh, in the same news media all the time. Stuff like that will never go mainstream, right? No. 
So check this out. You want to talk about screwing around and playing around and being stupid? This comes from a warrior, Christopher Kent. Remember Chris Kent? Oh, yeah. He's the best. South Carolina gun store owner has been charged in the shooting death of an employee. He told deputies he intended to prank with a BB gun. Oh. John Whitley was charged with one count of involuntary manslaughter and the shooting death of an employee in Coastal Firearms. The judge set bail at $15,000. An incident reported, okay? So basically, he went to sneak up on the employee with a BB gun, but he mistakenly picked up a real firearm instead of the replica. This is the gun shop owner? The gun shop owner. So I want everybody who listens here to realize I'm not just critical of people on the left, anti-gun people on the left. This is obviously a guy who was a pro-gun guy who owned the gun store and he intended to pick up a bb gun and prank an employee but instead he picked up a glock 17 and he, and he killed him Jeez. this is this is wrong <sighs> this is following basic safety rules this guy his business needs to be shut down he should not be oh, in our industry absolutely yeah absolutely more than that exactly all right, so, you know, Evan Knappen's been warning us forever, and you should listen to his Gun Lawyer podcast, and you'd know about this. You know these fuel filter uh, scams mm-hmm. online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, uh, you know, they're fuel filters, but a lot of it's backed Liquid, by the not, ATF not. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. FBI, and when you get them, they're not fuel filters. They're actually suppressors, and you're going to go to jail for a very long time. So... <laughs> Uh, Ex-New Jersey con caught with 33 guns, high-capacity magazine, silencers, ammo, and takes a plea. A South Jersey ex-con, he lives in Cumberland County near the Delaware Bay. He was already a convicted felon, and he got somebody to straw purchase guns for him. And he also, what brought the heat on him was he bought these fuel filters online. And he is a felon and a disqualified person and he had over 33 guns illegally and he took a plea and there's nowhere i can find what his plea bargain (laughs) sentence was yeah uh probably has nothing to do with any gun crimes but as part of the plea he surrendered all of those firearms but i'm still trying to find out what the plea deal is so if anybody who listens to the show can find out i'd love to know i got a feeling that he probably got a five week suspended sentence or something, mm, something like, that. like that yeah uh, cuz he's only you, a felon he's only the person <laughs> that we don't want to have guns but you can see how the and the FBI has been using FBI and ATF have been using that scam, uh, whether it's on Twitter or or, or TikTok or whatever, um, or Facebook. I think they were even doing uh, ads for these ridiculous, you know, fuel filter ad adapter type of things um, that um, were pretty much a scam. There was a, uh, a, a fire chief, I believe, one time and uh, up your neck of the woods, who was. Uh, who was arrested for that very same thing. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, just be careful out there. You know, uh, now they want to come out with uh, Kyle's Law, key to liberating citizens from crime. Uh, There's an Oklahoma bill, this was from John Petrolino, that was introduced in the middle of the night forward uh, from a contact. John got this at, uh, 
you know, the consequences of the clearly innocent defender, however, are catastrophic, no matter how strong his case of self-defense, for the lawful defender who finds himself the target of a rogue, politically motivated prosecutor. It's a lose-lose situation, right? And we, we know about this. So they want to start passing laws to prevent cases from being politicized. Boy, this is hardly ever going to happen. But under this legislation, if a person is charged with murder but is found not guilty due to justifiable homicide, the state would have to reimburse the defendant for all reasonable costs, including loss of wages, legal fees, and other expenses. John, this is not going to happen. Maybe in Idaho or something, but it's not going to happen. Oklahoma, excuse me. But it's not going to happen across the country. It just it just doesn't work that way. Uh, pretty much prosecutors and um, everybody, they're, they're just all exempt. Uh, from from yeah. this, and you know, you talk about first tier elites. John wrote another article for Bearing Arms about New Jersey teachers' unions' hypocritical take on safety. Uh, the NJEA uh, they didn't agree with the Rittenhouse verdict, so that they posted shit publicly that they disagree with it, and that he's a racist and a and a murderer and everything I else don't like understand that. This the is whole the racist thing. Yeah, I know this is the Education Association, oh, yeah, well, by the way. She wrote, to, this is, this, this one, he went through the judicial system properly, and this is what she posted, the NJEA officers. Today we share the dismay of all those who see the brokenness of our system. Today we share the fear and frustration of all those who are reliving the trauma of previous miscarriages of justice. Today we share the anger of all those who know that our communities are less safe because this verdict sent a harmful message that vigilante violence is a reasonable response to constitutionally protected protests. Vigilante violence, you mean when somebody's trying to beat your skull in with a skateboard? Uh, vigilante justice, uh, when someone points a, when a felon in possession of a handgun points that handgun at you and uh, threatens to kill you, that's vigilante justice? And then, and then they wrote, but more than that, today we share the determination of those who committed to true equality, liberty, and justice for all people, regardless of race, religion, or creed, has only been strengthened by the clear reminder of how far our country has to go. And then they wrote, listen to this. Our th- these are, this is the teachers' union. Our thoughts and deepest sympathies go out to the families, friends, and loved ones of Joseph Robenbaum, child rapist, and Anthony Huber, white woman beater, as well as Gage Grosswich, woman beater, drunk driver, uh, carrying a gun illegally. Mm. They were victimized again by the failure of our legal system to deliver justice <laughs> and accountability. So they're saying they don't believe in our justice system. Yeah, I guess that's what they don't You don't believe, believe in the justice system. Justice system, unless it goes the way you want. Well, then I don't believe in the in the court system because it doesn't go the way I want. No, unfortunately, I do believe in the court system. Am I frustrated by it? Yes, but do I have to live and respect by the decisions they make? One hundred percent. These are all hypocrite communists. Okay, Absolutely. the teachers' unions are all communists. Sorry, if you're a teacher out there, you know it. You know it. Right. Sandy, uh, Matt and Tony and uh, Phoebe have gone to great lengths, and they put up all of our class schedules now, like going out for months and months, because all of our basic classes completely sell out, so we wanted to put them out there. But a lot of our specialty classes, like our 1,000-yard precision rifle class, the next one is April 15th and 16th. Uh, Our next Utah uh, carry permit, a gun for hire, is December 7th. Our first uh, carry road show at Cherry Ridge, ANJRPC range, is January 9th. 
We have Urban Pistol, Urban Shotgun, Urban Carbine, Urban Red Dot, Urban Pistol 2, Urban Pistol 3, Holster Draw, and of course we have CPR and Stop the Bleed, December 14th and 15th, and January 25th and 26th. A lot of people have been asking for the CPR and the Quick Clock class, so we have that coming up as well. All of our classes are listed online on the pull-down menu. Support those who support you. I want to give a shout-out again to Toys for Tots before I get into uh, some learning. How much time do we have left, young man? Uh, we've got about, uh, yeah, maybe about eight minutes. What? Eight minutes? Yep. Okay, let's talk about Chapter 9 in my book, Workplace Security. We spend a lot of time at our places of employment, and workplace violence needs to be taken very seriously. Oh, my God. There are many instances of violence and stalking at work. There's an old joke about two people going on a long romantic walk, but only one knows about it. That's stalking. It's not a laughing matter. People really need to take this into account. Someone could be unhappy at their job, be terminated from the company, and maybe they will come back and start shooting people. You need to have the mindset that something can happen or else you will fallen condition white and that's and it's not hard for this to happen you know everyone at work by their first name you eat lunch with them every day and you start to trust them but if something doesn't feel right it could be that it's not right you could have a co-worker that shows no signs of anything being wrong making it easy for you to just let it go when that person says or does something a little off Often, people will continue to let bad behavior slide because they don't want to be the person or bring something up to management. Okay, we talk about that all the time, right? Nobody wants to be that guy or girl, right? right. Inappropriate behavior should be reported to management, monitored, and documented. Always. Don't worry about rocking the boat. That's an antiquated idea. Okay, I once worked for a defense contractor while I was there. I had to give an employee a written warning. The next day, he took a picture of me. I asked him what it was for, and he said target practice. His name was Bob K. I'll just put it that way. He was, refi- or he was fired and removed for the building, but for the next few months, I was constantly looking over my shoulder. I'll never forget that. He was a weird guy from Pennsylvania. He took a Polaroid of me. Remember Polaroid, Sandy? Yeah, I remember. I said, what did you do? He goes, I took a po- picture of you. I said, what for? He said, target practice. <laughs> Okay, I've talked about visualization and mindset, uh, and work is a place where you need to use these skills as well. Think about this. Is your back to the wall? Many people work in a cubicle where their back is exposed. Try to change this if you can. If you can't, Sandy, they have little mirrors that you can put, like, on your computer monitor or your desk. You can order one specific for that. You can buy a generic one. I like to have a mirror so I can see who's coming up behind me. Just a, just a cool little thing to have. Also, you can see who's stalking you or maybe making faces at you. Yeah. Not a bad idea to have mace or stun gun, taser at your desk or in your desk drawer, right? Depending on what your company's policies are, you know, sometimes if nobody knows you have it, then there's no problem, right? Think about visualization and mindset. If an active shooter came into your office space or workspace, how would you respond? Where would you go and shelter in place? Do you know the difference between cover and concealment? All right. What defensive tools you have? Can you go into a room that has an egress window or door? Or are you on the fifth floor? Can you lock the doors? Some places you can't lock the doors. Can you barricade the doors? It's not a bad idea. In my office, I'm looking at it right now, Sandy, while we're taping this. I have a doorstop on the floor, right? 
I could put the doorstop on my door and hold it with my foot and present, prevent somebody from coming into my door. A lot of people don't think about this stuff. Do you keep spare house keys around your office or any other personal items with your address on it at your desk? At your desk? Remember, predators look for prey. All right. You should never be alone at your workplace at night or early in the morning. It's a prime time for sexual assault, robbery, and murder to happen. Okay. When you leave at night, always tell a coworker you're leaving and walk out with somebody if you possibly can, especially if you have a parking garage. We all know that I hate parking garages, right? Offices get robbed in the middle of the night by cleaning services, delivery people, and security. I don't trust I don't trust security, all right? Offices get broken into in the middle of the night. If you leave anything of value in the office, guess what? There's a good chance <laughs> that you're going to get broken into, uh, that your stuff is going to get stolen. I believe all workplaces should have cameras today, good cameras, all right? But not all of them do. You can put a drop cam at your workstation if you want. You can put a little covert cam at your at your workstation all right also if you work in a fact if you work in a factory or an office place make sure that they do not put chains or cables around the emergency exits if you see that you should pick up the phone and call the town police department fire department immediately people have been killed stampeded and burnt to death in factories and places of work where they locked the doors because they wanted to prevent theft This is illegal. This is a no-no. Imagine running to an emergency exit, Sandy, during a fire or or chemical leak or something, and it's locked, and they find you dead, stacked up in front of it like cordwood. Right. Right. All right? If you work at a doctor's or dentist's office, you should be super vigilant because druggies and criminals think you have tons of good drugs there. Is that the case anymore, Sandy? Uh, Yes. It, it, samples. It happens. It happens. It, there's not, samples, not that right? Many people sampling anymore, but yeah. But uh, a lot it, of people not, don't know that, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, you could think if I, you know, if I, if if I was a junkie and you know, I think if I robbed a dentist, I'm going to get some happy stuff. If anything, I could get hypodermic needles. Yeah. Right. Or, or and money. I, money, it's, and maybe I can get something. Yeah. There's always petty cash, right? Yeah, right. I've gone to the dentist. I've I've like the copay. Your copay is fifteen dollars, and I whip out a twenty, and and the and the secretary opens the green bank bag, and it's got like three hundred bucks in it. Right. So again, you have to think about this area. Another, the most vulnerable area, you know, which we've covered a million times, is parking garages or parking lots. When you leave, you should have your pepper spray, your tactical pen, your gun, your panic alarm, your flashlight, whatever you have. That shit should be in your hand, your support hand, and ready to be deployed, okay? Head on a swivel. When you walk in, if something doesn't feel right or something doesn't seem right, Sandy, we talk about normalcy bias all the time. Wake up. Scan left to right and try to figure out what is it that I'm up against here. Something's not right. Something's wrong. What is that footprint there? What is this? What is that? People just put their head in the sand and they do not realize it and they walk right into becoming a victim of a crime. Yeah. It's it it happens all yeah. the time. Absolutely. So you want to you really want to wake up. You know, I'm going to physical therapy for my knee and my back. And I was talking to the physical therapist and his assistant there, and a woman had just walked out with a um, with a cane. And I said, you know, we give a defensive pain uh, cane class uh, with 
cane or envelope, uh, excuse me, cane or umbrella, and we do a class for defensive pen, and uh, we do mace, and they're like, wait, 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 pen? And I'm like, yeah, pen class. And he's like, how could you defend yourself with a pen? So I used that biatch for an example, and mm-hmm. I showed him the pressure points <laughs> and some striking points, yeah. and him and her were like, wow, that is pretty good you can use a coupon you can use a pen there's so many less than lethal ways we have lipstick bodyguard here we've been selling a lot of them now it's a great stocking stuffer three quarters of an ounce of the most uh, advanced uh, oc spray that you can have in a tiny little thing that i can't even tell you how many times we've gone places and it's gone through security as a lipstick yeah yeah yeah, it's a great product. And it's only a few bucks, so if it's taken away right. from you, you can replace it. And you need to replace it once a year anyway. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I love my Kubaton, but rather than carry Kubaton, I carry my tactical pen. And um, I've never had a problem. I've only had one taken away, I told you, in uh, Paris, France. Yeah, right, right. And there's so many other improvised weapons, like a rolled-up magazine that you, mm-hmm. that you can use. It's not just a pen. There's so many other things that, that you can use. A flashlight is a beautiful thing you know where if somebody's coming at you you can temporarily blind them for us old people remember that camera when grandpa hit you with the flash bulb and you had that blue light in your eye carry a couple of get (laughs) a ball of death carry a couple of hundred lumen flashlight in your pocket you can get through security everywhere i don't care what concert you're going to hospital government building or whatever they'll look at your stuff and if you use a little inert phoenix olight surefire or whatever it is that you like streamlight you show them this little thing get one without a tactical bezel you don't need a dna collector on just a simple little couple of hundred lumen flashlight can save your life. I have one in every pocket, yep. every jacket I have. Yep. I'm looking right now. It's sitting on top of the microwave right next to my keychain because I take it out of my pocket when I get to work because I don't need it here at work. I have my bad attitude. That's true. Yes. <laughs> but little little improvised weapons like that, just looking around at what you can use to help yourself is so invaluable. It's just so important besides being in condition yellow all the time. And the reason I'm telling you this is, you know, I started shooting these videos for TikTok and all the social media with different crime proof tips like uh, like the uh uh, the Shomer Tech uh, reverse peephole viewer and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting tons of play off of it. And people are like, wow, I never knew that. And so I'm showing a lot of these tactics. Like with the, um, uh, you know, I tell everybody, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. You're in your bedroom. You have your bedroom door locked. And you hear somebody in your house or break into your house. You call the police. The police send a radio car. You're still on the line. And they say, all right, come. we're here. Come and unlock the door. Do you want to go unlock the door? Uh, right? Yeah. So I I use the old tip I've been using for years where you make a spare key. Because not everybody has a digital front door like I have where you can lock it or unlock it, all right? right. Not everybody has advanced technology like that. Some people are still old school. Especially for your older parents, too. Correct. And there's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, you have a light stick with a front door key attached to it. 
and you have it in your nightstand drawer, and when the, while you're on the phone with the police, you say, listen, I'm afraid to come and unlock the door. I'm going to open my bedroom window, and I'm going to throw the key out. You crack the light stick. You shake it up. It glows bright. We have red ones here at Gun for Hire. You throw it out. You want to see some of the comments on TikTok. I don't need that. I have a gun. I don't need that. I have I have a, a, qui- a, a quick set digital uh, doorknob. I have a camera. Listen, this is not for everybody, and the gun is not the answer for everybody. So if you have a kid in a dorm room, on a third floor dorm room, and she thinks somebody's in the hallway and she locks herself in and it shelters in place, right? Maybe she doesn't want to open that door. Maybe she wants to throw the key outside. But I can tell you one thing. If she's going to college in New York or New Jersey, she doesn't have a gun in her dorm. I just, you know, I, I tell you all the time, gun people are the best people and the worst people in the world. I'm, I'm trying to attract a, and educate a broad audience here. And the response is about, get a gun. I got a gun. Just need a gun. You should have your gun. Yeah. I, I got it. And, 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 the, and the thing is, is that many people, the, the, a lot of people will say that, but they are so hesitant to use that gun or train with a gun, but use the gun. And for obvious reasons, that the the intruder will get the jump on them. I mean, how many times have you seen that? <sighs> it, many, many times. That listen, is it? I'd rather have a gun than not have a gun. Yes, one hundred. I own a gun range. I've been training people for thirty five years. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I love to have the gun. Yes. but if you have, if you're 15-year-old daughter, God forbid, is home sleeping, and you taught her to lock the door, and she hears somebody in the house, and the police come. Do you want your 15-year-old daughter to walk downstairs and unlock the front door, or would you prefer your 15-year-old daughter to throw the key out the window and have the police let themselves in the house? But no, you're going to attack me. Oh, you have a gun. Get a gun. Do this. Do that. All right. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. See, me, now, if I'm in the bedroom and I hear something, I go on my phone, and I can see my Nest camera, and I can also open and close the door. But what if my Wi-Fi's out, Sandy? Right. Now we go back right. to rudimentary ways, yes. right? Back well, don't we? Ages. Don't we always want to be suspender in a belt? Right. We love our optics, but don't we want to learn iron sights? Right. So this is what I'm trying to instill in people. Yes, I know I'm the idiot that's posting ideas like this, and you had the better idea because they should have had a gun. Exactly. You're definitely the expert, and I'm a moron. I know. I read all the comments. Meanwhile, I'm teaching people how to survive. I'm getting people stopping me every day. I read your book. I loved it. My daughter read your book. She's changing the ways she does things now. My daughter, my granddaughter's in college. I had her read your book, and she says to me, Grandpa, I want a bug out bag. Grandpa, I need a flashlight for myself. Is this not a win? This yes. is all this is what I hear every day. All right, these are the wins. Uh, so listen, losers, you want to post a comment like that? And it's not our listening base, obviously, no. but it's just those haters out there. We're winning every day. We're saving people's lives every day. So tough shit. That's the way it is. So crimeproofbook.com. Order from me. And I will autograph it. If you go from Jeff Bezos, because his girl needs, his girl, what's her, what's her name? Joanna Botox. Uh, <laughs> she needs more Botox. Uh, you can order it from Amazon or Kindle, and I will not autograph it. Sandy, tell us about VHS, please. We are desperately trying to raise money for disabled veterans and veterans in need of memory care. You can join Mark Sanchez this week, who donated $100. Love him. Always the same people. Because because there's a small group of good people. The rest of you suck. (laughs) 
It takes about 100 bucks a day in order to be able to give care. All of the funding for these folks have been cut to the bone, both by the Veterans Administration. Thank you. Uh, let's go, Brandon. And uh, Mr. Murphy, who's too busy trying to ban our rights and take our guns away, uh, then to provide care for veterans and instead is uh, funding uh, using the funding for, you know, illegal uh, immigrants or, or whatever the proper term is uh, these days. But undocumented anyway, immigrants. Undocumented immigrants. But anyway, these people are going without. Uh, many of them don't even see another person except for that visiting nurse once a week. And uh, we they really do need our help. Please, let's not forget them again. Most of them are Vietnam vets. Uh, and uh, some there are even some Korean vets. Uh, so please. Um, they really need your help. We're trying to raise about five grand between now and Christmas and having a, having a hard time doing that. So please open your hearts, open your wallets, and uh, you can join us at GoFundMe.com and search for VHS, uh, Victor Hotel Sierra of Ocean County. Uh, we are partnering with them. They are a 501c3 community-based uh, home health care organization and memory care facility, and they are providing the care at cost. Uh, so please, uh, anything you can do, five bucks, ten bucks, we would really, really, really appreciate it. Anthony? And I'm uh, Toys for Tots. Please drop off or ship toys. We would love you. One little toy, $20, will not break your bank. Pay it forward. And if anybody's buying me anything for Christmas, I am size 45 ACP. <laughs> 45 ACP. Well, on that note, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Guns for Hire Radio. Guns for Hire Radio is a county think media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, master trainer Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, available pretty much everywhere, but get it from Anthony. We love you guys. See you again next week. Be careful out there. From sea to the shine.